This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, it's Philip coming to you once again from my bedroom. It's day 29 of the lockdown here in Paris, and I've almost forgotten what good cocoa tastes like. As I said last time, season three is still on the way, though it's slightly delayed due to some personal circumstances and now this lockdown, which means that we're all trapped in our various flats and can't get back in the studio for the final retakes. But we're not going to let this situation come in the way of telling stories. Amelia's motto is, there's always time for a story. And maybe during a time like this, there's a greater need for stories than ever. So, over the coming days and weeks, we're releasing a mini-season called The Lockdown Tapes, which follows our main characters in their lockdown situation and will give you a bit of a deeper insight into the office life at The Amelia Project. These minisodes do not follow on from the season two finale. You'll have to wait for season three for that. But we hope you'll enjoy these minisodes and uh, that they will provide some laughs and levity in these trying times. Before we begin, I'd like to say a great big thank you uh, from the whole Amelia gang to Eric Damage for a very generous donation. Thank you, Eric. Um, In what's a very difficult time, you're helping us to keep going. You are one of the reasons we can make this mini-season. We are so deeply grateful, and uh, we would like to dedicate this first episode of The Lockdown Tapes to you. Right. Without further ado, let's get started with the first mini-sode, Soap. Happy listening. You've reached Amelia. If you're a client, please call our other number. If you can't find our other number, tough luck. If you're a colleague or a contractor and you have a work-related query, please call Alvina instead. Anything else, please leave a message. Amelia, I need you. I need you now. I'm absolutely desperate. I I don't know what to do with myself. This itch is so intense. It's driving me mad. Okay, I I realise I sound crazy, but that's because I feel crazy. I'll explain. There's always time for a story, isn't there? The reason I can't just scratch myself is because the itch is in my eye. And I don't want to touch my face because I've just been outside. I know we're not supposed to go outside if we don't have to. But a certain you-know-who wouldn't stop talking about being prepared for the end of the world. So I had to go and stock up on essentials. Which, in his opinion, includes only... Yes. Maltesers. And before you ask why I didn't send Joey or Salvatore, I couldn't find them. So I went out and I emptied the shelves. I went to the corner shop, the Tesco's and the Sainsbury's down the street and came home with seven and a half kilos. Maltesers don't weigh much, so you can imagine the volume. I dumped it all on his desk right on top of his crossword puzzle and told him as 
politely as I could, that if this wouldn't make him shut up, it didn't. He asked me if I'd remembered Mars bars. He hadn't said anything about Mars bars. By this point, my eye was already itching, so I had no patience. I just stormed out and went straight to the lavatory to wash my hands. Thirty seconds, like you're supposed to, right? But when I get in there, I discover that we're completely out of soap. So I go back into his office and ask, what happened to the soap? And he says, oh, it ran out. To which I say, well, why didn't you tell me that when you knew I was going shopping? And he says, I thought you knew. And I say, well, I didn't. And he says, but I shouted it to you. To which I said, I thought we'd established that I don't like being shouted at. To which he said, but Alvina, there's no intercom in the lavatory. Then I ask, how come we're out anyway? I bought several bars of soap just the other day. To which he replies, Alvina, dear, of course the soap is going to vanish fast when everyone is supposed to wash their hands for 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Every time he's received a cocoa delivery or stepped out onto the landing for some fresh air, he's gone and washed his hands for a full 30 minutes. So we're out of soap. And my eye is itching so badly, I want to kick something. So I don't have any choice. I go back out, down to the corner shop, to the Tesco's, to the Sainsbury's. I go all the way to the Morrison's on the other side of the motorway. They're all out. People have been stockpiling. There's no soap. So back at the office, I start rummaging through our cupboards. This office is so full of random crap. There must be a bar of soap somewhere, right? I look among the Pilkington set. Nothing. I look inside the grandfather clock. Nothing. I look behind the Egyptian artifacts. Nothing. When I'm done looking in all the logical places, I start looking in the unlikely places. In the medicine cabinet. Under the sink. In the boxes marked... End of the world essentials. All that was in there was ten bags of Maltesers from 1972. This building is stripped of anything that even looks like a bar of soap. At this point, my ideas are getting desperate. I consider using gunpowder from Zale's cannon to burn my hands clean. But then I remember we used compressed air. We don't have gunpowder. Plus, I wouldn't want to have my hands blown off. Then how the heck would I scratch my eye? Finally, I consider washing my hands in Verklikor. But the alcohol percentage isn't high enough, and it would be a waste. So I drink some instead. It takes the edge off. Emotionally, the itch is still as bad. But then I have an idea. Kozlovsky, of course, the lab! I run down to the basement, fling the door open, and what do I see? A party! A mirrorball hanging from the surgical lamp. Salvatore doing shots out of test tubes. Joey twerking on the operating table. Kozlovsky juggling eyeballs. They've even invited Walter from the morgue. He's doing suppositories in the corner and I was not going to ask what was in them. I ask what's going on and Salvatore explains they're having an end-of-the-world party. I try to explain to them that maybe that's a little bit premature, but they don't seem to be bothered. In fact, 
Joey, who was completely wasted, kept asking, Isn't our slogan, there's always time for a party? I tried to explain that it's story, but then Kozlovsky starts blasting REMs, it's the end of the world as we know it, over the speakers upon which Joey breaks down in tears, so I give up. I ask Kozlovsky where the surgical alcohol is. After all, that's why I came down here. But he just smiles and says, Why don't I try some of the other stuff first? And no, I didn't ask what the other stuff was, and I still don't want to know. Instead, I ask again for the alcohol. At this point, Kozlovsky looks over at Salvatore down in the last test tube, turns back to me and says, We're out. And then it dawns on me. So I ask, Kozlovsky, are you drinking the surgical alcohol? Why would you do that? You're going to kill Joey and Salvatore. That stuff can be lethal. But he just laughs at me and says, Oh, don't worry, we diluted it. With vodka. I mean... I just hope they're all still alive tomorrow. This was when I started shouting, I need to wash my hands. We're out of soap, but I have to wash my hands. Then down in the corner, Walter from the morgue suddenly pipes up, offering me some embalming fluid from his car. At this point, I'm so desperate I'll say yes to anything. Embalming fluid contains methanol, right? So we go out to his car. He gets out a bottle. I hold up my hands. He opens it. And I wretch. It smells so bad. But I think it's going to be fine. I mean, I've dealt with embalmed bodies a ton of times, right? And besides, all I can think about is this wretched itch. So I say, pour. And Walter pours. But as soon as he starts pouring, I vomit. All over me and him, and it's so sudden, Walter drops the bottle of embalming fluid, and it spills all over the ground and the back of his car and his trousers and my trousers. I wouldn't use the back entrance for a few days. The back alley stinks like it's the day after dawn of the dead, and all the zombies had a stomach bug. So now my hands are even more dirty than before. I think this itch is going to kill me, and I don't know what to do. Walter washed his hands in the embalming fluid, so I told him to get my phone out and call you. He's holding it to my ear, bless him. Amelia, do you have any soap? We all need it down here. If not, could you come down immediately and scratch my eye, please? Yours are the only fingers in this house I trust right now. Although, come to think of it, I guess a certain... Coco-loving someone has very clean hands. For the last few days, he's kept washing his hands for 30-minute stretches. Oh, there he is! Hey, uh, listen, could you... Never mind. He just picked his nose. Amelia? Help. The Amelia Project is created by Philip Thorne and Einstein Breger with music and sound design by Frederick Barden. The minisode Soap was written by Einstein Ulsberg Braga and performed and recorded in lockdown by Julia C. Thorne. 
This is a tricky time for freelancers and we rely on our patrons so we can pay our collaborators and keep making the show. If you'd like to help out, even with just a few dollars per episode, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon is basically like a voluntary subscription service where you make a donation each time we release an episode. Not a mini-sode like this, but a full episode. So that means if you become a patron today, you won't actually be charged until the first episode of season three. But it's still a big morale boost for us to know that we have your support when the time comes. You can make your pledge today at patreon.com slash Amelia Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Amelia Podcast. And you'll get some great rewards in return for your pledge. Alternatively, if you want to make an immediate one-off donation, you can do that too. Simply go to our website, ameliapodcast.com, and go to support the show. Thanks to our super patrons, Eric Demarge, Sophie Levezo, Sophia Anderson, and Katarina Zindelar. We'll be back with a new lockdown tape very soon. Keep safe. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good, their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.